This week on Sports Appeals, Steve Gross and Matt Axelrod get into the NBA, NFL playoffs, and the tennis scandal. It's right here. Sports Appeal may contain explicit language. Recorded live at the Launchpad Studios in Chicago, Sports Appeal. This is gonna be a home run. I just know it because I can see it in the future. With your hosts, Steve Gross and Matt Axelrod. Play ball. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve Gross. And I'm Matt Axelrod. Go find us on Twitter. We're at The Sports Appeal. Our favorite part of the show is interacting with you guys, the listeners. All the music on the show is provided by Full Service. They're our studio band, and you can find them on Spotify or iTunes or their YouTube channel. With us, as always, our flannel-clad producer, Johnny Five. And we're powered by Hazard Audio. This week's show, we're going to get to the NFL playoffs, of course. There's a new big scandal brewing in the world of tennis. But let's start with the NBA. Golden State Warriors, kind of on a losing streak here, Matt. I know you love this because last week we had a little debate, (laughs) so... Go ahead, give it to me. Yeah, Golden State Warriors have lost two out of three, which, whatever, it happens even to a historically good team like they're shaping up to be. But the more worrying thing than just losing two out of three is their last game they lost to the Detroit Pistons by 18 points. They got blown out by the Pistons. I mean, the Pistons are a playoff team. They're not bad. It's, the Warriors had a bad night. It's fine. They're still ahead of San Antonio by a game and a half, so even with the losing two out of the three... They're still ahead of the Spurs, and I love that. Golden State's still my pick to come out of the West, although the Spurs are looking really good, 24-0 at home, and giving up a league-low 89.6 points per game to opposing teams. And the San Antonio Spurs are putting up a point differential of plus 14.2 points a game, which, if they continue that for the rest of the season, that will be an all-time NBA record. Yeah, we talked about that last week, and actually Golden State, with an 11.1 point differential, would also be in the top five teams of all time. So two of the greatest teams in history in point differential are playing at the same time. It's really a great time to be an NBA fan. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference for a little bit here. We haven't talked about them much at all lately. Cleveland Cavaliers getting it done. 28-10, four games clear of second place. It seems like no one's even talking about the Cavaliers, even though they're leaving the rest of the East in their wake because the West has just been so strong. But the Cavs are doing great, and they're doing it with LeBron James not playing as well as we've seen him for the last few years. And in large part, that's probably intentional because he likes to save himself for the playoffs. At least that's definitely what it seems like. He finds that extra gear in the playoffs. So he can just coast and be a top five player in the league as opposed to the -the over-the-top best player in the world and still have the team carry the rest of the way. And it looks like they're headed for an easy first seat. Really good thing for them is Kyrie Irving getting back to who he used to be. And he's going to be in prime shape when it gets to the playoffs because he missed the first couple of months of the season. Now that he's back, he's He's playing great. He looks athletic. He looks fast. It's going to be great to see them all together in the playoffs, finally. And Kevin Love is having a great season, too. I mean, people aren't talking about him that much because he came there and willingly took the back seat behind LeBron James, much like Chris Bosh did in Miami days. He's still scoring 16 points a game and averaging 11 rebounds a game, so still putting up that double-double and averaging 36% from three. And real quick, let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. They have been okay lately. I mean, they were really good, and then they were really bad. 
Now they've lost Joakim Noah, so I don't know what to expect from the Bulls moving forward for the rest of the year, but they have some chemistry problems on that team like we've talked about previously. They have a ton of talent, though. They do, and Joakim Noah, as much as I love the guy, and he's one of my favorite Bulls of all time, but he has not been helping the team this year. He's coming off of an injured season last year. His energy looks great. His athleticism looks like it's back, but he still cannot put the ball in the hoop. And <laughs> on the whole, the team has been worse when he's out there. So at least for now, this might end up being a blessing in disguise. That wraps up the NBA for this week. Johnny Five, let's do the Tweet Zone. Tweet Zone, hit the tweets. Our first tweet coming to us from at Jason Schreier. Eddie Lacy moves like he's in an Andy Reid two-minute drill. <laughs> That's pretty good. Bears fan, care to comment? He looks like he eats like Andy Reid, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's brutal. Yeah, I think he's up to, what, 260 now? I mean, he's slow. The tweeter is absolutely right. He is slow. I think the reason he does so well is because the defense is afraid he's going to eat him. <laughs> oh, come on. When he ripped off that 60-something yard run against the Cardinals, my buddy who's a Packers fan wrote me and he says, Towards the end of that run, Eddie Lacy looked like Bartolo Colon trying to stretch a hit into a double. <laughs> <laughs> and it was completely accurate. Hilarious. Look, Eddie Lacy is a really good running back because he is so strong and his balance is incredible. He just bowls over people. But that dude is not fast. No, he isn't. But he's an effective running back, so yeah. good for him. We stated via Twitter and Facebook the Redskins are going to release RG3. This will be fun. To which friend of the show and occasional fill-in host Matt Yost replied, I think it'll land in Houston. Based on early rankings of draft-eligible players, the Texans likely will not be in a position to take one of the top QBs. Yeah, I mean, that seems like as good a landing spot for him as any. You know, he's from Texas. He played at Baylor, which is not that far from Houston. Sure, why not? They need a quarterback there. Yeah, that definitely does make a lot of sense. I could also see the 49ers cutting Colin Kaepernick and saving the tremendous amount of cap space that he's going to take up and signing RG3 to a cheap deal to serve as the backup to Blaine Gabbert, who it looks like they're going to go with. The 49ers, though, could be in the position to draft one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft. Either Jared Goff or Paxton Lynch could absolutely go that route, but they could also just wait till the draft and take one of those guys. So Houston would probably be a better prediction just for that reason. All right, are you guys ready for the last one? It's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, we originally tweeted at the Sports Appeal out a picture poking fun at the fact that ESPN loves Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. The picture is a screenshot of a certain animated show that rhymes with Mouse Shark. It is graphic, and at G Hammond 70403 replied, that is offensive. This has been reported. Now, we did some investigating into at G. Hammond, and he has some interesting things to say. He's tweeted out a lot of different things. One of them is, Black Lives Matter, hashtag, lose a friend in three words. <laughs> I really value G. Hammond's opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and that's a guy who knows offensive. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely is. This is offensive. If you're offended that easily, stay off Twitter. Yeah, seriously, and don't bother listening to our fucking show. <laughs> but, G. Hammond, thanks for tuning in. Love the fact that you're supporting us, even though you find us so off-putting. That's it for the Tweet Zone. When we come back, we're going to talk some NFL playoffs. Hey guys, it's Steve here. I know a lot of you have been wanting to try out DraftKings.com. Now is the perfect chance to do that. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. You just play whenever you want, pick your sport, draft your team, 
It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Welcome back to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve. That's Matt. We've got a healthy dose of the NFL playoffs for you right now. Let's talk about the games that happened this weekend, Matt. Let's start with the excitement in Arizona between the Packers and the Cardinals. About halfway through the third quarter of this game, I was sitting there. I was like, this game is so painfully boring. It sucks. And then all of a sudden, somebody threw a switch and everything went crazy. Yeah, despite the boring start to that game, that ended up being, I'd say, the best game I've watched all year. It was fantastic. You had... A Larry Fitzgerald catch that was not a catch. You had a coin flip that was not a coin flip. You had Aaron Rodgers throwing another Hail Mary pass. You had Larry Fitzgerald going bananas. It was awesome. Aaron Rodgers threw back-to-back Hail Mary passes. (laughs) He threw one basically from his own end zone to midfield, and then another one from the 50 to the other end zone to tie it up as time expired. Fucking absurd. It was no, I was going crazy watching the game. I was hanging out with a couple Packers fans, and they were punching walls. They were going berserk. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Aaron Rodgers at this point has to be the greatest Hail Mary thrower of all time, right? He's past Doug Flutie now, right? I got to think so. Although, historically, his numbers for late-game comebacks are not that good compared to a lot of other top quarterbacks. But I got to think that this past year, he's brought that up considerably. Yeah, he's not going to shake off the mystique of this year anytime soon. Arizona, though, this is a complete football team. Yeah, Arizona is a fantastic team. That's why I picked them to go all the way from the start of the season. But the Packers really surprised me here because while they do have Aaron Rodgers, who I consider the greatest quarterback at the moment and might go down as the greatest quarterback of all time, I hate to say it, but they've been having some serious trouble this year. Rodgers has been struggling and his receivers have been terrible. And then Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams didn't even get to play the whole game. So he's throwing to Jeff Janis and some other dude I'd never fucking heard of. And (laughs) somehow they managed to take this game to overtime. Again, Aaron Rodgers throws the Hail Mary to Jeff Janis as time expires. We're going to overtime, and then this happens during the coin toss. No, it didn't flip. It didn't flip. It didn't flip. So that really just capped off this whole what-the-fuck-is-going-on game. (laughs) And it was a heartbreaker for gamblers who bet on the Cardinals because the Cardinals were a seven-point favorite. They won by six in overtime. (laughs) That hurts so badly. They had to know going into that overtime that they were screwed because there's no way for a team to win by seven in overtime. Absolutely true, yeah. Uh, Let's move on to the other NFC game, Panthers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Are you ready to admit the Panthers are for real? Yeah, the Panthers are great. Now, the Seahawks made them look bad in the second half because the Seahawks outscored them 24-0 in the second half. The problem is the Seahawks got outscored 31-0 in the first half. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers took their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. When you're up that big, it's hard to stay focused. It's hard to continue that drive, the will to win. Yeah, it definitely is, but even so, you don't see teams that are up that big usually give up 24 unanswered. The Seahawks made a real run at coming back in that game. It came down to an onside kick and unfortunately for them they couldn't convert the onside kick two years in a row. Cam Newton was absolutely unbelievable in the first half of this game. He is the most athletic quarterback that has ever played the game of football. Yeah I can't disagree with that at all. I mean Michael Vick was great too but Cam Newton with that extra size and durability just takes it to another level. Yeah so looking forward to this weekend we've got Cardinals at the Panthers 
Panthers are favored by three in this one, and I don't know who's going to win this game. If you're gambling on this game, I'll take the Cardinals with the points just because it's such an even matchup, but I don't know who's going to win this. I'd have to go with the Cardinals, but given that the Panthers have home field advantage, oh, this is a really tough one to pick. This is going to be a great game, though. Tune in, because this one's going to be a blast. This is the game we've all been waiting for. Panthers have had the best record in the NFC all year, but all the supposed experts have been saying the Cardinals are the best team in the NFC all year, so we finally get to see it in the NFC Championship game. It's going to be a showdown, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I am absolutely stoked for this game. You know what game I'm not quite as stoked for? Patriots Broncos. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. I mean, the Patriots looked good beating Kansas City. Andy Reid handed him the win at the end of the game with his two-minute offense that's more like a four-minute offense. But the Patriots did look really good. Julian Edelman was out there doing his thing, making catches one yard beyond the first down marker, and Rob Gronkowski was Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, as long as they've got Gronk and Edelman and Tom Brady, the Patriots are going to win this game. And the Broncos, once again, won a game and did not look good doing it. This has been them all year, but you got to give them some credit. They keep winning. It's going to be really funny if they actually do win the Super Bowl by putting up two more underwhelming performances, especially from Peyton Manning. After all his years of excellence at the quarterback position and not being able to win in the postseason, for him to have his worst postseason ever statistically and actually win a Super Bowl would just be hilarious. If the Steelers had Antonio Brown and either D'Angelo Williams or Le'Veon Bell in this game, the Steelers absolutely 100% win this game. The Broncos were not that good. No, they really weren't. Neither team was that good, and no. we, we totally called it. That game was a brutal game to watch. Tom Brady playing in Denver. 2-6 and six for his career, and I actually heard this today. Do you know who the Broncos quarterbacks were for the two wins that Tom Brady actually has in Denver? Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning? No, Tim Tebow and Danny Cannell. Oh, I actually I knew Tim Tebow. I watched that game. Yeah, yeah you Forgot did. Forgot about it. <laughs> so, yeah, Tom Brady's record in Denver is not good, but we also know about Peyton Manning's playoff record. Very mediocre. Yep, totally underwhelming. Moving on. Well, before we move on, Patriots are three and a half point favorites in this game. I tend to lead toward the Patriots on that. Giving three and a half points to a team who has trouble scoring on offense seems like a slam dunk to me. If you are looking to bet on the games this week, let me give you a teaser here. For those of you who don't know what a teaser is, you bet on two or more teams and you get extra points. You need both teams to win in order for you to win. So I would take the Cardinals. They're plus three right now. So if you tease it, it would be Cardinals plus nine. And I'd take the Broncos plus nine and a half. Those are both huge spreads for a regular season game. Forget a conference championship game. So take the underdogs with some extra points and you'll be making yourself some money. When we come back, we're going to talk about the scandal that is rocking the tennis world. And then we're going to do sports madness. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. Last year, $300 million were won and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. This is Sports Appeal. I'm Steve. That's Matt. Let's get into tennis. Holy crap. The tennis world blew up today. It was the first day of the Australian Open. And instead of talking about the actual matches, BuzzFeed News and the BBC dropped a report covering an investigation they did into 
match fixing. We're so used to seeing this in soccer and the old days in baseball, but in tennis, I've never even heard of this. Yeah, apparently it's actually rampant in the tennis world, though. Players getting paid huge sums of money to just throw games. And it's not too surprising when you think about it, because if you're talking team sports like soccer, you've got to get a whole team to go along with this. You just need one or two people for tennis, whether it's singles or doubles. Yeah, the investigation uncovered a group of 16 players some of them Grand Slam winners, and all of them have been in the top 50 at one point or another. Novak Djokovic actually said he was offered $200,000 to lose a match. That's a lot of goddamn money. It's a lot of money, but is it more money than you would win if you actually won the tournament? I'm not sure, but it is also guaranteed. Now, granted, it's Djokovic. She does his fair share of winning. It's not too difficult to imagine him going on to win any given tournament, but still, 200 grand is 200 grand. There were a couple syndicates handed over by whistleblowers in this case based in Italy and, entirely unsurprisingly, Russia. You gotta like Roger Federer's quote on this subject. It really gives you a measure of how seriously he's taking this. He said, I would love to hear names. It's super serious. I'm serial! And it's super important to maintain the integrity <laughs> of our sport. We don't mean to make light of this, but it was just a funny quote. We couldn't pass that opportunity up. This is absolutely a serious situation. I don't know if it quite rises to the level of the FIFA scandal that really still hasn't gone away because Sepp Blatter still hasn't stepped down. But this is up there. It is up there because the most shocking part of this is that there's allegations that the head officials in tennis knew about this and covered it up. That's especially bad when you've got a cover-up from the highest levels. That brings it to a whole new level. Still not quite on the same level as FIFA getting involved in arms deals, but <laughs> it's up there. You're trying, tennis. You're trying. As if that's not crazy enough, let's go to Sports Madness. Sports Madness. A while ago, we introduced a Sports Madness theme that I was going to do every once in a while called Axel Rides Reddit Stat of the Week. Well, this time we've got my Reddit Fact of the Week. In 1962, MLB catcher Harry Cheaty was traded by the Indians to the Mets for a player to be named later. Happens all the time, right? Lower level player gets traded for a player to be named later. Sure. Well, the player to be named later was Harry Cheaty. Two months later, he was traded back to the <laughs> Indians. He was traded for himself. Oh my gosh. Apparently they forgot to include a no takesies backsies clause in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> now, believe it or not, Harry Cheaty was the first person to be traded for himself, but he is not the last. Other notable MLB stalwarts to be traded for themselves <laughs> include Dickie Knowles, Brad Golden, and John McDonald. Dickie Knowles is an unfortunate name, <laughs> <laughs> says the guy named Steve Gross. <laughs> <laughs> for our next story, we'll take it to Charlotte. Ron Rivera, the coach of the Carolina Panthers, has banned hoverboards inside the Panthers facility. Now, this seems like a good idea on the surface, and you know what? It is a good idea because those things are dangerous. He was quoted as saying, have you seen those things on YouTube blowing up? That's what concerns me more than anything. What if something crazy happens? And he continued to say, I'll say this too. I caught them drag racing in the freaking hallway one time. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently the players were putting themselves in harm's way on these hoverboards. You know what drives me nuts? And I'm just an anal retentive douchebag, so maybe this doesn't bother anybody else, but they don't hover. It's on friggin' wheels. Yeah. That is a good point. I've wondered about that. Why a hoverboard? Oh, to capitalize on Back to the Future. Exactly. Marketing. 
Exactly right. So Ron Rivera actually had a fire in his house not too long ago and sustained $500,000 worth of fire damage. So apparently that's why he's so concerned about the hoverboard shorting out and starting a fire in the facility. Our last story has a little bit of everything. It's got some Eminem, some Andre Drummond in the Pistons, and Barack Obama. The Pistons put together an all-star campaign video for Andre Drummond, and they sampled a bunch of different clips from President Obama to put together this masterpiece. Y'all know me. Still the same OG, but I've been low-key. Hated on by most of these players with no cheese, no deals, and no keys, no wheels, and no keys, no boat, no snowmobiles, and no skis. Mad at me, because I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes up when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish, and motherfuckers act like they forgot about race. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes up when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish, and motherfuckers act like they forgot about race. This is fantastic. I love when people put videos like this together. You see them a lot on the internet, people accidentally rapping songs because they've been spliced up. Brian Williams does it a lot. It's great, and this one is just as good as the rest of them. Yeah, it's one of the better ones I've seen for sure. Andre Drummond, by the way, doesn't need much help getting to the All-Star game. He has been awesome this year. Yeah, he's really taking his game to a new level. Alrighty, that's going to wrap it up for Sports Appeal. Unfortunate, sad announcement to make. Bittersweet. Steve Gross, this is your last regular show. Yeah, it is. It's been awesome. We've been doing this for a year. The show has grown far bigger than I ever thought it would. A lot of bloopers, a lot of good times with these guys in this tiny audio booth. But uh, I don't want to be too sappy about it. You know, I'll still be back to fill in a little bit. Just my schedule doesn't allow for uh, me to do this on a regular basis anymore. For both of these guys, for both Matt Axelrod and Steve Gross, making this show happen every single week, despite crazy schedules, both of them hold down full-time jobs, both of them are full-time students, Steve, you have a wife. Just to be able to come in and make this show happen each and every single week, it's a pleasure and a privilege to have you on. And this is not the end. I mean, you're not absolutely saying adios 100% because we'll be having you come on absolutely. for future shows, filling in when you can and when we need you, and we really look forward to that. Also, Steve, you're going to be back on the Twitter and continue maintaining Twitter support, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'll still be in contact with you guys on Twitter, both through the Sportsbeal page, and you can go find me at GrossGuySteve. So uh, hit me up on there. All right, well, thank you again. And this means going forward, we've got to find a new co-host, which means we're going to have... Tryouts. Next week, we're going to have, it looks like... Tony Bonagura is coming on back. Now, who's going to be the next full-time co-host? That's up to you, the listener. Talk back to us. Let us know via Twitter, at The Sports Peel. Let us know on our Facebook page what you think of these guys who are coming on in. We're going to have a very creative, colorful rotation of new guys based off of your response, based off of what you think about these guys. That's how we'll select our new co-host. It's going to be fantastic. So make sure you stay tuned to Sports Appeal. The conversation continues right now on Extra Points. We are not done. We are not out. But Taking Us Out is going to be revisited by full service. This song is a very, very good aptly placed song to take us out for this one because it starts out acoustic and it becomes electric, which sort of resembles the show. We started out way back when as the gross Axelrod show. We have evolved and we have grown now to become Sports Appeal, and we look forward to another wonderful year with you guys. This right here from Full Service is Revisited. Just like clay, your face holds the feeling. The shapes held, they start to change. A storefront display with things on the shelf. Everything but yourself.
Audio. 